Women Taking the Lead, Episode 1. I would have started really um, being present in my life a lot sooner. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so that you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Your future awaits, so let's get started. And thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Amy Clover, who is the force behind Strong Inside Out, a site that inspires you to overcome any kind of struggle through fitness and positive action. And after struggling with depression and suicide, Amy turned it all around with the help of movement and positive mindset reframing. All right, Amy, that's just a teaser for everyone. So tell us more about you and where you came from. All right. I love teasers. You're such a tease. All right. So where I came from, basically, the kind of nitty gritty of my story was that in high school, I was diagnosed with clinical depression and obsessive compulsive disorder. And for a nerd who's shy already, that's kind of a bummer um, because I didn't want to talk about it at all. And I was struggling so hard and I just didn't know why I felt everything so deeply and everything got to me so much more than it did the other kids. Um, so I struggled with that a lot, but I never talked about it because of the stigma around mental illness. And I just kept it inside and kept it inside and kept growing and deepening inside for such a long time. And when I hit my early twenties, when I dealt with this for so many years and started self-medicating all of these things that were making it so much worse, I just felt this, this just exhaustion and I couldn't keep fighting it anymore. And so I was hospitalized for actually threatening to take my own life. And it was in that hospital where I realized that I had all of these choices outside of the hospital that I wasn't taking advantage of. I wasn't even just trying to turn my life around because I just took everybody's word for it, that this was a life sentence and I was stuck with it. This was just the way it was going to be. So when I got out of the hospital, because in the hospital, you just have no choices whatsoever. When I got out of there, I spent the next few years trying and failing a lot at all of these different things that could possibly make my life better. And it took me years to realize that the mix of cognitive behavioral therapy with a a counselor that I really trust and had a great rapport with, um, mixed with eating more healthy, mixed with consistent movement. That was the key part of my transition here um, that really helped me open up to the idea that I could really take responsibility for my life, that I really could change my life uh, through just willing it to be, through believing that it could be a different way. Um, So that's what really helped me turn my life around. And that's how Strong and Set Out came to be. Oh my God, you have me on fire already. So (laughs) that's amazing. So you clearly have had success in your life. And I probably know more than our listener does at this point. You've definitely gained confidence. You've overcome self-doubt over the years. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the stories and the lessons you learned along the way. Oh, for sure. Yes. Okay. So it brings me back to one particular instance. So I, my background is I'm a personal trainer, corrective expert exercise specialist. And, um, I, 
I got into that in about 2008 and just fell in love with it and fell in love with the people I was helping and the way it made me feel to watch other people just transform from the inside out. Um, and I was working at a corporate gym when I first started, and it was a wonderful experience for me. I loved the people I worked with. I loved that they were so involved with just continuing to educate us. And there were so many um, ways that we could grow within the company. But when it all comes down to it, I was earning less than 50% of what I was charging my clients. So that, um, you know, this, this corporate structure took more than 50% of what I was actually worth, what my clients were actually paying for. Um, and so it took me, you know, a few years because I was just so comfortable there. I was just so comfortable and I had so much fear around leaving. What if my clients didn't come with me? What if I destroyed my relationships with the, the corporate world that I had really kind of established myself at, um, at this corporate gym? And um, all that fear was just keeping me from taking that step. And then my wonderful husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, sat me down. I remember this so concretely. He sat me down and pulled out a notebook and said, we're going to talk about this because I know you don't want to. And I'm going to lay out the numbers for you right in front of your face. And so we sat down and he showed me, you know who my husband is. So it's really extra funny for you. Um, He sat me down and said, if you left this corporate gym and started working half as much because I was working beyond, you know, full time right now. um, Well, if you worked half as much as you're working right now. And you took these people at like, you know, 75% of what you're charging them at, at this corporate gym, um, you would be making like, uh, I can't even remember now what the numbers were exactly, but much more than you're making at this, this corporate gym by working half of the time. So that really opened my eyes to how small I was really thinking at that time and how small I was really valuing myself, thinking that, oh my gosh, how would they ever come with me. And I ended up leaving and establishing my own personal training business. And most of my people came with me. I I would say about um, 80, 90% of my clients came with me um, to either train at home or train at my own um, independent training gym. Um, And that was just really wonderful. And I really just started thriving from that point on. Wow, that's amazing. It, you know, and at the beginning of your story, what was popping in my head was when you were talking about all the fear that you needed to overcome was the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know, oh, right? Yes. <laughs> and that keeps us from taking action because we're so afraid of what can happen. And I often tell people the story that being my old self right before I started my business, if I had known at that point what it was going to take to be successful in my business, my old self would have said, no way, I can't do that. But the reality is because I didn't know and I just <laughs> I just went into it, you know, both be not no, very ignorant, blissfully ignorant of what it was going to take. I just dealt with everything as it came and I overcame everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. But But if I had known you know, how much networking I was going to have to do and the speaking engagements and contracts and lawyers and all this stuff, I would have gotten so overwhelmed and and who I thought of myself at the time would have never thought that I could do it. And it's so amazing how how much we undervalue, um, how resilient we are, how intelligent we are and how capable we are. And that keeps us stuck. That's such a great point too, because especially I I have a workout program called the Strong Inside Out Boot 
camp that helps people who struggle with depression or anxiety or stress to really get and start moving in a really supportive environment. And that is something key that we focus on, especially with the depression track, because we get easily overwhelmed when we deal with depression or a lot of stress at once. And it's really important to focus it on every single thing at once and know that you are worth taking that action, that you are worth the work it takes to really go through those motions. Love it. Okay. Now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your current success. The steps I took. Okay. So there's one key moment that really comes to mind when I think of an aha moment, I guess. Um, so this was actually, I was already personal training at this time, but I hadn't had a full kind of wake up yet. I was just kind of getting into it. I really noticed how I was feeling and stuff like that, but I was still getting lost in relationships. I was losing myself in relationships because I still didn't fully have that love for myself yet. And I was looking for it in other people. And I'm sure a lot of women out there know how this feels and a lot of men too. Um, so I was going through this horrible breakup with somebody I was just so in love with. And, um, I was talking to a friend of mine, we were out for lunch and a friend of mine, um, was just trying to support me. And I was just crying and feeling so sorry for myself. And I said to him, I actually said out loud to him, I'm just so tired of being the victim. I cried to him. And this guy was just a great friend, just totally no BS whatsoever. And he just stared at me and didn't say anything. And I kept crying, but I went home. And I was thinking to myself, you know, why did he just not say anything at that point? And I realized to myself that I was making myself the victim. Nobody else was making me the victim. It was my choice to make myself the victim. And in that moment, in that day, I decided to start being the hero of my own life and making different choices because it was really all up to me to take responsibility for my life, to no longer devalue myself and lose myself in those relationships. I decided to really start, you know, choosing myself over other people and really reclaiming my strength, I guess it was. So that was my aha moment. I love that. And how does that play out in your day-to-day today? Every choice. I mean, on Strong Inside Out, if you're a reader or if you're just going to keep, if you're just going to start joining us right now, is all about choice. It's all about responsibility and knowing that you have a choice at any moment to start reacting differently, even if you're life is not as you envisioned it. None of us, ours are. It's all about how you interpret it and really how you choose to react to it. So really focusing on every choice that you make. And I always, I still struggle sometimes with some of these choices because I get stuck in old habits of reacting um, in a different way or saying, you know, it's not fair or this thing's happening and this other person isn't dealing with that. How unfair is my life? Or I shouldn't have to do this. It's not about that. You can't control necessarily those things that happen to you, but you can control how you react to them. So embrace whatever's happening, breathe through it and look for the lesson that you can learn from it. Mm. And you gave us a great mantra in that too. I'm the hero of my own story. Yeah, that's a huge one over at Strong Inside Out. Oh, I love it. Okay. 
And Amy, what I want everyone who's listening to get is there is no one way to lead, mm-hmm. right? We're all different. And so we're going to lead differently. We're going to bring our own dynamic to the table. How would you describe your leadership style? I think my leadership style is really, oh, this is so overused, but I think it will relate with more people out there. And my, my leadership style is really heart-centered and vulnerability-oriented. I feel like the way that I lead is by completely opening myself up with my story and how I'm feeling in the moment and allowing other people to learn from that and know that they're not alone in that. And I feel like I gain a lot of trust and rapport with my readers, with my community, because I'm so open in that way. I love, you know, I love that because a lot of times when I'm coaching, because I coach small business owners and corporate leaders, a lot of times when they're struggling with communication, like why did they not get my message or I said this, but they really didn't pick up on it. What is really apparent and what comes out after a few questions is they weren't being transparent. Right. They were holding something back. You know, there was some piece of information that they they weren't sharing. And so the other person just got a mixed message. Yeah. So didn't understand. And it's true. The more we're willing to be open and honest. Yes. About what's going on, even if it's not PC. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You have to get down and dirty with it. Right. Right. And just own it. Yes. Just own it. Even one time I remember it was somebody in the the coaching I gave them around it because it was something where they were choosing some software and they had really already done a lot of the research and made up their mind. But what they proposed to the other person was, hey, look over all this research and tell me which one you think is the best. Yeah. And I remember asking him, I was like, well, you had already made up your mind. So what were you hoping to gain? He's He's like, well, they wanted to be included more. I'm like, but that wasn't honest. And he he asked me, he goes, well, how would you have proposed it? What would you suggest? I go, transparency is always a great way to go. I go, what if you had said to this person, hey, look, I've already made up my mind, but I want to know it's the right decision. Can you do me a favor? Do this research and poke holes. Yes, I love that. In my decision and tell me what I'm missing. And he looked at me, he's like, that's great. I go, it's transparent. Mm -hmm. It's being completely honest about what's going on. You would have gotten a different response. He said, I would have got absolutely gotten a different response. And I think it would have been appreciated more. Yeah. And that, that ability to stick up for yourself too, and completely say what you're feeling, knowing that you don't have to apologize for it. And you don't, mm-hmm. you really, really don't. Okay. What now? Okay. What is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Oh, I feel like I spoiled the surprise already because I told you guys about the Strong Inside Out Bootcamp. Mm-hmm. And that is just my baby right now. I, I just love this course so much. It's our flagship course over on Strong Inside Out. It's called the Strong Inside Out Bootcamp. And it's our workout program to get and keep people moving in a supportive environment, specifically for people who struggle with depression, anxiety, or overwhelming stress. So we have two different tracks. And one is for people who deal with anxiety or, or too much stress or a lack of time, 
And um, we have another track that deals with lack of motivation or depression. And I am just so proud. I go into the Facebook groups, which is a part of our support system. And the people are so positive and supportive in there because every single person in there knows what it's like to deal with this struggle and supports the other people in that, that group with what they would want to know, with what, what they would want to hear in their situations. So people are open and vulnerable and so positive and supportive. And even if somebody's just venting in there, people are like, you know, this is wonderful that you got that out. Now, how can we grow from this? And really helping each person in there to grow, which is so wonderful. And I'm so happy with it. And I love it. Oh, and you have the key components of success in there, especially for dealing with depression, anxiety, and overwhelm. Because I know for myself, when I'm starting to get overwhelmed, I need to move. Yes. Right. And I even shared with you in our pre-call chat about how I now dance it out before I'm about to do anything really stressful or tense because it's my way of just releasing, you know, the tension, but it also gets some endorphins going. And then kind of my backup is also, you know, if I'm stressed out and I need some perspective, I'll reach out to my community mm-hmm. and it could be a close friend and also having a mentorship, an expert, somebody who I can go to who's been there, done it, you know, knows the way and can lead me out of that. And your community has all of those components, which is so amazing. I can see why you're so flipping excited about I it. I am. It's like, it's, it's like taking the personal training and just like amping it up because it's got the, the workout element in it, but also we just added the personal coaching element in it. So unlike a lot of the like programs out there online, we ha- really have that humanity injected right back into it and personalization, which I'm so excited about. Yeah. And people need to have that personal touch, especially when they're struggling. You know, they don't, they don't want an automated, um, do it yourself. Here's an email. I mean, videos and emails are great. They're great support. Um, but you know, when you're dealing with some big stuff, you want to know somebody cares. Exactly. And that's huge. All right, Amy, now we're heading to, into a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that makes you a better leader? Oh, can I say teaching my classes? Is that already, is that too leadership oriented though? Well, tell, tell us more about it. What's, what's the practice in that? The practice is really, um, I teach a mantra-based boot camp here in San Diego. And it was the same one that I took out on tour. I did a 30-city tour where I raised money for suicide prevention that I taught classes um, where I raised the money for, um, for them. And I just fell in love with these, teaching these classes. And I feel like it's, it's called the strong inside out workout because that's really what it is. It's everything I teach into one class. So we'll, um, really focus on, um, the mantra and say it all through class. We say it out loud. Yes. You have to say it out loud while we move. And I feel like doing it with people in that class and teaching in that class helps me to become a better leader, um, through my program, through, uh, it helps me become a better writer, just that connection, connecting with people one-on-one in person really helps me to become a better leader. That's awesome. I knew where you were going with that, but I wanted you to say it out loud because I am a huge proponent and we've all heard this before. If you want to master something, teach it. Yes. Yeah. And that is a practice that definitely does make you a better leader. Even some skills, you know, that I'm really struggling with, 
uh, you know, because it's different to be a student and then turn around and having to, to then teach to other students. It's a whole nother ball game. Yeah, it is. So I, I would encourage people out there, if you want to foster your leadership, look at people who are coming after you and mentor them, teach them, yeah. take them on. You will become a better leader for it. Yeah. Even if you start with just a friend or something like that, if, you, if you're a little bit scared of teaching other people, um, just starting with somebody that you're familiar with can even help. Perfect. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Um, you know, I always say this once. So I'm sorry that this is like a repeat here, but Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth really helped me to get aware of my ego and get aware of um, really the choices that I was making in life and that I could make different ones um, for when I was, you know, seeking out drama subconsciously and that kind of stuff and really helped me to let go a lot of that unnecessary stress. Um, So A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle is definitely one that I would recommend. I'm I'm having this emotional reaction on the inside and you this whole time you've been lighting this fire in me because (laughs) it was the opening to that book that had me have my aha moment that I was meant to be a coach. Wow, that's so great. Yes. So I would I'm going to endorse your endorsement (laughs) (laughs) of a new earth. Definitely everyone should read that. And what is your favorite healthy food? I still love leafy greens so much. I could just eat those all day long. I just saute them up with a little bit of garlic and olive oil, and they're my favorite thing ever. Oh, you know what? I was just about to ask, how do you eat them? Because I feel like everyone has a different favorite way to eat their leafy greens Mm -hmm. because it's very important to eat them. But yeah, the oil and garlic um, is huge. And actually, that's one of the few ways that I can eat kale. Oh, yeah, really? It's kale chips. Oh, I love kale chips too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm hungry. <Okay. laughs> and knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? Nothing. Okay. Bye. I'm going to challenge you on this one. I knew it was going to come because <laughs> here's the thing. We often say, I wouldn't go back and change anything because it's, it's made me the person I am, right? Because all of our experiences have taught us lessons. Mm-hmm. But if you were able to keep the lesson and maybe do something a little bit differently, what might you have done? Hmm. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And just to give you um, kind of my back, my, my go-to one is when I was working on my master's in counseling psychology, I wanted to pivot in the middle of it to get my MBA. But the president of the college, I randomly had an opportunity to have a conversation with him. And when I mentioned this to him, he said, no, MBAs are going out of style. You should just finish your degree in counseling psychology, which I never did. I was done with it three credits shy. So I always say, okay, that was a great lesson. You know, you got to you gotta go with your own gut and your own instinct. And that actually has had huge impacts in my life. But I think, hmm, if I could go back and do something differently, I would have gone for my MBA. I feel like my business is all about my story. So I feel like everything that's happened has really led me to where I am. I really am struggling to think of something that I would do differently. Like I, I can, every single thing that's happened to me makes sense to me now, you know, and it's so tough because while you're going through it, 
you, you just think that it's forever. You think that that pain, especially if you're struggling with any kind of depression or, or any kind of anxiety or any kind of mental illness period, you just think that that's forever and there's never going to be a reason for it. But there is, it really does make sense, um, further on down the line. And had I never gone through that, I, I think that I would have, um, I never would have been able to help other people the way that I do now. But I guess that um, I would have started really um, being present in my life a lot sooner, I think. I think I would have really um, embraced where I was and tried to really deal with and be present in the struggle of it as hard as it was because I really tried to kind of push it away, escape it as much as I could when I was younger because it was so painful. I would have started practicing how to deal with it sooner. I love that answer. Wow. Thank you for going deep. Sure. That was fantastic. Okay. And before we say goodbye to you, share with us a success quote or a mantra, and I'm sure you have a lot of them because you have them woven through your boot camp classes, (laughs) and tell us why it has meaning for you today. Oh, man. There's so many of them, but I think more... That, w- that would make sense for, for the people who are listening here. I think just embody your story. Just own it. Whatever has happened to you is, has happened to you for a reason. And I know that it sucks sometimes and it really hurts sometimes and it doesn't make sense when it's happening, but it's there for a reason. Allow yourself to learn from it. Allow yourself to deal with it, to revisit it if you need to and grow from it. Awesome. What is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Um, well, I'm always over on stronginsideout.com, but I'm across the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at Strong Inside Out. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire us and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I love that we're both equally enthusiastic about things. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Clover is so amazing. I'm so glad she had the time to do this interview. It was so much fun. And you can find all the resources mentioned in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. Or if you love efficiency like I do, you can enter womentl.com and you'll find her in the podcast tab. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.